Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 1st of August. Kuldeep Singh Sengar, the BJP MLA accused of raping the Unnao survivor, threatening her family along with an attempt to murder, has been expelled by the BJP after massive public outrage. The party's decision comes days after the Unnao rape survivor and her lawyer were critically wounded in an accident on Sunday when a speeding truck that had its number plate painted black crashed into the car. Two of her relatives were killed. According to the latest hospital updates, the girl is still in a very critical condition. Sengar and nine others, including the son-in-law of a UP minister, have been booked by the CBI on allegations that they orchestrated the accident. The expulsion announcement came hours after the BJP's government in Uttar Pradesh faced severe embarrassment at the Supreme Court today. The court said that the four cases linked to the now rape survivor would be transferred out of Uttar Pradesh to Delhi. For many, this seemed like a validation of the fears of her family who had written to the Chief Justice of India about her receiving threats from Sengar. The court has asked the CBI for a progress report on the case that has not moved in over a year. It also ordered that the investigation into the car accident should be completed in seven days. The court also ordered the Yogi Adityanath government to pay a compensation of 25 lakh rupees to the survivor by tomorrow. Pakistan has offered consular access to Kulbushan Jadav 10 days after the International Court of Justice at The Hague directed it to do so. India is yet to reply to Pakistan on the matter and the Ministry of External Affairs is likely to address the question in a press briefing at 4pm. On July 17th, the International Court of Justice had stated that Pakistan violated the Vienna Convention by failing to inform Jadav of his right to communicate with the Indian consular post. 49-year-old Kulbushan Jadav, a retired Navy officer, was sentenced to death by Pakistani military court on charges of espionage and terrorism in April 2017. Following this, India had moved to the International Court of Justice seeking a stay on his death sentence and further remedies. Yesterday, a 16-member bench headed by President of Court, Justice Abdul Kavi Ahmed Yusuf, ordered Pakistan to undertake an effective review and reconsideration of the conviction and sentence of Kulbushan Jadav and also to grant consular access to India without any further delay. The bench, however, rejected some remedies sought by India, including cancelling the military court's decision convicting Kulbushan Jadav, his release and safe passage to India. In an announcement today, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal has declared that consumption of up to 200 units of electricity will be free in Delhi from today onwards. Power consumed between 201 and 400 units will be at half the price as the Delhi government will provide 50% subsidy, he added. Calling it a historic decision that would help the Aam Admi, the chief minister said, and I quote, Today the cheapest electricity in the country is in Delhi. Nobody says anything if VIPs and big politicians get free power. Why deprive the common man? Am I wrong in taking this step? Unquote. According to him, the move will cover at least 33% consumers in the capital, whose usage is less than 200 units in summer, while during winters, the power consumption of around 70% of people is below 200. A BJP leader stoked controversy in the Odisha Assembly today after he said, and I quote, Muslim women dominate red light areas of Mumbai and Kolkata, unquote. 
Speaking in support of the Triple Talaq bill, B.C. Sethi, the BJP's deputy leader in the Assembly, quoted survey reports during Zero Hour to justify his claim, even as members of the Congress and BJD demanded that the statement be expunged from the records. Sethi responded saying, and I quote, What's wrong in quoting survey reports in the House? I have not made any adverse remarks against any community, but quoted survey reports that say Muslim women dominate the red light areas in Mumbai and Kolkata. Unquote. The legislator was replying to Congress members who had criticized the BJP-led central government for pushing the triple talaq bill in the parliament. The Enforcement Directorate conducted raids at the residences of former Ranbaxy CEO Malvinder Singh and his brother Shivinder Singh today. The investigation agency carried out searches in connection with the money laundering case. According to ED officials, the raids were conducted after a case was filed under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act. The move comes amid charges of alleged financial irregularities against the Singh brothers and the subsequent downfall of their businesses. Rwanda has closed its border with the Democratic Republic of Congo, where a deadly Ebola outbreak started a year ago has killed more than 1,800 people. The closure came after a second death linked to the Ebola virus was confirmed on Wednesday in the densely populated Congolese city of Goma, which is on the porous border with Rwanda. The World Health Organization, which declared the Congo outbreak a global health emergency last month, has recommended against trade and travel restrictions. It has also said the risk of regional spread was very high. The Congo presidency's office said it regretted what it described as a unilateral decision by the Rwandan authorities to restrict movement at the border, which runs counter to the advice of the World Health Organization. Last week, Congo's health minister resigned in protest against the country's handling of the Ebola outbreak. He said international agencies were pressurizing his government to allow the testing of a new vaccine developed by Johnson & Johnson. The row over the vaccine trials began after he reportedly banned clinical trials of the new vaccine in Congo. Talking of Rwanda... French journalist, essayist and novelist Dominique Sigaud is going to be at the Media Rumble tomorrow and day after. She received the 1996 AFJ Prize for her work in Rwanda. She will be at the event to talk about her books and her time in the East African nation. For those who are not aware, Media Rumble is an annual conference organized by News Laundry and Teamwork Arts to bring together journalists and media professionals from around the world to discuss issues relevant to contemporary journalism, including gender and caste representation in newsrooms, ownership of news and lots more. If you're in Delhi, there is no better way you could spend your weekend. To register online, go to www.themediarumble.com registration or you could just come to India Habitat Centre tomorrow morning and register on spot. Don't miss it. Now for some homegrown stuff on newslaundry.com. A staggering 4,542 women who cut sugarcane underwent hysterectomies in the last three years in Maharashtra's Beer district. Our reporter Pratik Goyal travelled to Beer to find out all about it. Don't miss his ground report titled A Slaughterhouse for Wombs on our website. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.